The God in My Bed, Chapter 4, Beneath the Tree Julie couldn't help but spin in front of the mirror the cherry-printed gingham dress falling right at the mid of her thighs. The strappy dress was perfect on top of a white turtleneck crop top. Hey, Alexa, what's the temperature today? Right now, it's 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Today, expect a high of 62 degrees. It replied and she debated on bringing a cardigan, but settled for some opaque black tights. The baby sat perfectly still, except for his little tail swinging side to side lazily beside the bed. As she continued to look in her closet, trying to find just the right shoes, when the doorbell rang. Julie heard the little beep come from her Alexa. Girl, open this goddamn door. You know better than the time you're reading your old fucking baby. She heard Millie's voice clear as day. Give me a second, she yelled as she made her way to the front door, leaving a pile of shoes in her stead. Millie pounced on her as soon as she opened the door. Oh, you're the phone nice. I'll see you. Julie also admired her outfit. She looked perfect in a oversized flannel, but a simple enough and well-fitted black bodysuit that hugged her curves perfectly. Although Millie was on the bigger side, she never let that stop her from showing off her amazing body and her amazing fashion sense. Uh, I'm thinking about putting on my docs for these. What do you think? Do it, but hurry up before it gets any later. Millie proceeded to fawn over baby, holding him up to cradle him in his arms, smushing and booping the little nose before letting him finally settle on the bed. In no time, they were both out the door and on their way to Decker's farm for some nice relaxing apple picking afternoon. Millie drove them throughout the city towards the suburbs, the beautiful day feeling so perfect with its bright blue skies and yellows of the leaves that fell like rain. As the sun bathed everything in its golden glow, they set out for their adventure in Millie's beat-up, reliable Honda. Millie raises the volume as Julie plays music that matches the energy that they try to exude as she lip-syncs to every song. Millie's hair dances in the breeze that sweeps through the open windows. It wasn't long before Millie parked the car. The sun still cascading its golden touch over the landscape. Millie and Julie arrived at the picturesque apple-picking farm known as Decker's. The farm was nestled amidst rolling hills adorned with rows and rows of apple trees heavy with ripened fruit. The air was infused with the crisp scent of apples and the faint rustling of leaves and the distant laughter of families. They both looked at each other while smiling, holding hands as they walked towards the entrance. Eagerly, they paid for a few woven baskets and immediately commenced with the photo shoot. They passed an archway adorned with dried corn husk, entering the heart of the orchid taking turns taking pictures with the adorable scarecrows and decorative hay, while constantly being interrupted by screaming children. But the apple trees stretched upwards, 
their branches weighed down by the plump, vibrant apples that were ready to be harvested. Their first stop was a row of apple trees that seemed to be swaying with anticipation. Minnie reached out and up with enthusiasm, her fingers closing in around a perfectly shaped crimson apple and with a satisfying twist, the apple was free in her hand. She turns to Julie in an exuberant grin and tosses the apple into her basket. Julie, capturing the moment with her camera, smiles back. Her eyes filled with both excitement and appreciation for the experience. As they continue down the rows, Millie and Julie make their selections with care, choosing a mix of red, green, and golden apples, carefully plucking each one and placing them into their baskets. Every now and then, Millie would playfully toss an apple towards Julie, which often resulted in Julie fumbling the catch and letting it tumble down to the floor. Butterfingers! Millie called out, sticking out her tongue. You know what, Millie? One day you'll go far. I just hope that you fucking stay there. How could you say that to me, bitch? Millie said, pretending to clutch her pearls. Yet they both look at each other and they laugh. <laughs> Julie hadn't realized how long they'd been there until her baskets began to feel heavy. You know what? I'm gonna start walking towards the prop because uh, I'm gonna succeed. My feet are killing me. You do the Okay, let me just finish getting a couple more apples. Julie then continued to walk over the hill. That's when she saw a magnificent tree, large and wide, with leaves still bright and green, and beautiful, plump, red Fuji apples. She rushed towards it in excitement. Yet, the closer she walked, the more she began to notice a figure sitting underneath the tree. This made her slow her walk, not wanting to seem too childish in front of a complete stranger. The closer she began to walk, the more handsome the figure became, until she noticed a picturesque, beautiful man with long white hair tied up in a messy bun, eating an apple beneath the tree. A few apples scattered upon his lap. She watched as his teeth chomped down on the red apple, showing hints of lower fangs. The sweet nectar of the apple causing a slight sheen on his light pink lips. It seemed that he had yet to notice her, but he would eventually. She keeps walking closer, trying to keep her steps as silent as possible, holding her basket behind her hips to prevent it from swaying. An aura of tranquility that seemed to envelop everything around him. His golden skin seems to emanate a gentle glow, catching the light in a way that accentuates his ethereal beauty. His eyes, deep and sincere, holding wisdom of countless lifetimes. His smile carried an unparalleled sense of peace. Soft, shining strands of white and blue hair danced in the wind around a structured face and long fingers. She was only a few more steps from the tree when he turned to look at her and the most beautiful pair of blue eyes stared back at her and she froze. It was almost as if time stood still. As she watched, 
His face turned into a bright smile, and those fabulous sky blue eyes squinted under glasses. His mere presence invoked a sense of calm and enlightenment that Julie had never experienced before. The air seemed to hold a sweet, intoxicating fragrance, and a profound sense of serenity washed over her. The magnitude of the moment making her feel as if time was non-existent. She could hardly tear her gaze away from his transcendent being. Hello there. Oh, um, hi. She managed to say. Julie quickly wrapped her lips from the potential jewel that might have slipped. When he stood amidst the flourishing tree, his long silver hair shimmered like strands of moonlight, and a few loose hairs cascading down his shoulder in a mesmerizing display. His cat-like blue eyes sparkled with a mixture of amusement and kindness, and his underbite lent his expression quite the endearing charm. Approaching him with her cheeks flushed and a hint of shyness in her demeanor, Julie's eyes fell upon the ground as if entranced by the soft grass beneath her feet. Her fingers toyed nervously with the handle of the basket that was now pressed against her stomach. Her mind was blank, unable to form words, and her lips slightly parted, trying to get some oxygen into her brain. With a smile that was both warm and encouraging, Bruno reached out and plucked an apple from one of the nearby branches. The apple skin gleamed like polished rubies under the sunlight. He turned to the woman, holding the apple towards her. Please, take it. I think it's one of the best. <laughs> Thank you. Julie muttered, her voice carrying a blend of shyness and awkwardness. Buddha smiled widened. His eyes crinkled at the corner in a gesture of genuine delight. He nodded his head in acknowledgement. No problem, beautiful. He turned to walk away. Her breath caught in her throat. Was she just about to let the most beautiful man she'd ever seen walk away? Excuse me, she called out, hoping he would stop, but her voice came out a little bit trembling. But he stopped and turned around with a small, huh? She licked her dried lips, her eyes open wide, now on the spot, holding up a complete stranger in the middle of the day. Um, could, uh, <laughs> um, could you help me pick a few more apples? She asked, her fingers playing with the edge of the dress as she peered at him through her lashes. Buddha's cat-like eyes sparkled with an understanding and warmth and reassurance. He nodded gently, his silver hair gleaming in the sunlight as he turned towards the tree. Do you like them a little sweet or a little bit more bitter? Ah. <sighs> uh. <laughs> I guess that bitter would be better. <laughs> I'm gonna go make some apple pies and I want, you know, to make maybe some apple cider mimosas. She admitted. Mmm. That sounds so good. I'm kind of jealous. His eyes searched the tree, 
until finally they seemed to stop at one. His fingers delicately curling around the smooth skin of the ripened apple, and with a twist of his wrist, the apple came loose and nestled onto his palm. Kind of wish I got an invite. Well, if you want, I'll give you my number. Pretty sure I can squeeze you in anytime. <laughs> she said it too quickly to stop the words that were coming out of her mouth. She winced, shutting her eyes, waiting for the harsh rejection. But, to her surprise, all she received was a joyous laugh. Fearfully, she opened her eyes and saw that he had stopped picking apples and now was just leaning against a branch, a fictitious smile on his face. See, thou, that's what I call smooth. And honestly, after that, I believe you deserve it. Um, you know what? Let me just grab my phone. So, I'm gonna add you to my contact list. Uh, so, what's your name? He seemed to hesitate for a second before answering. It's Adartha, but my friends call me Dragon. Dragon? She repeated, typing it onto her phone, and he nodded. Here, a few more apples as you wished. Julie's face lit up with a radiant smile. Her shyness fading away. She reached out to take the apples and her fingers brushed against his once more. This time, there was a familiarity in their touch and a connection that had deepened with each exchange glance and shared word. Thank you very much, she replied. As she took the apples, her gaze met with his and a sense of longing seemed to otherworldly. And then her phone vibrated. She remembered she wasn't alone. I'm sorry. Um, I gotta go now. Uh, I hope we see each other again. Buddha nodded as she ran back over the hills. A small feeling of victory made each step lighter as if the soft grass and gravel had turned to clouds beneath her feet.